Good morning, good morning. Happy Saturday, everyone, and welcome to Coffee Talk with Soy, your new morning show where Real Talk happens every Saturday at 10 a.m. You can count on it. Yes, indeed, it's your girl, Soy, bringing you stimulating conversation to the Brew Nation. It's always a joyous occasion here in the cafe. We think on it, we drink on it, so let's talk now. You see, if Soy means I am, therefore you are. Yes, you are bold, beautiful, intelligent, amazing, and leaving your insecurities and inabilities to be tested, then rested while you have real talk with Soy. Welcome to the cafe where you can come on in and unapologetically be you, be you, be you. Good morning, good morning, good morning, Terry Carr on Facebook. Good morning, Pete. I'm telling you, where else can you go where you can be invited to come on in and be you? You know, most places we go, people want you to put on a facade, right? They want you to wear a hat, not wear a hat, put a jacket, not wear a jacket. Um, They want you to bring certain elements. Sometimes you got to borrow it because you don't really have it to bring it. But here, no, you can come on in and be you unapologetically. Don't apologize for who you are. I'm just now learning that, you know that? I'm just now learning that, and because um, I, I I know y'all probably won't believe this, but <laughs> I was outspoken as a child. I, I'm right, crazy, right? Yes, I was out. Can you believe that? Me, me, polite, sweet, coy, yeah, me. I was outspoken as a child, and I'm telling you, every day of my life, I remember um, being counsel and disciplined and advised. Good morning. My BFF is on the line. Shout out to my BFF of 40-something years. She's hanging out with us on Facebook. I know she's on the line because I'm talking about black art. She, she's an art collector, and I'm not even going to tell you how she just got paintings all over her house. I'm not even on the wall, but but in, in, in corners and in closets and cabinets and storages. You know, she's an art collector. She is... Um, an admirer of, of fine art. So uh, good morning, Kim. So you won't believe that I was um, outspoken as a child, right? I was outspoken, and I always was – I remember being told every day that it's not what you say, it's how you say it. It's how you say it. It's how you say it. And so I had to learn how to say things to people that um, I can still get my point across. Not that I'm, I'm biting my words, but I would have to just – Sometimes adjust my tone. I would sometimes have to change um, when I said those things and and um, generate or create a space in which to say it. Because just because we feel it, don't mean it's always the right time to say it. And 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 I think that um, sometimes we think that because we become to a place where we are adults, 
you know, you feel like, well, I'm grown. I can say what I want to say. You know, and I tell my children this all the time. Being grown is not really being able to say what you want to say. Being grown for real is knowing when and how to say what it is you need to say. Because the whole point of it is to be effective. So if you want to say something is to get off your chest and relieve yourself, stand in front of the mirror, right? That's what I do. Go in the bathroom, stand in front of the mirror, say what you got to say, yell, scream, holler, kick, whatever. All right? You got it out. It's out. It's out. But now if you want your message to be effective to the person you're saying it to, you got to think about, well, when do I need to say this? How do I need to say this? Because the whole point of saying it is you want change. You want to inform somebody of something. You want to tell them something. And so you want to be cognizant of when and how you do that, because if they don't receive it, you wasted your damn time. For what? So, those um, messages one-on-one, we ain't going to go there. Uh, but I, I got a lot more to say, and I got a lot more to share. And, and I got some amazing people hanging out in the studio with, with me this morning. So uh, our, our title uh, today, y'all, is, um, you see, I'm wearing this. I'm wearing this. How often do I get to wear the the title of the show unless it's a coffee talk with toy? Y'all need to send me some more product. Y'all need to send me some more T-shirts and, and um, well, I can only drink out of my mug. But do send me some more T-shirts, y'all. And you see these cute little mugs, coffee talk with toy? They're going to be available for sale coming up soon. We generally do holiday promotions, and so we're going to be um, starting some more pretty soon. You see that? Drink with me, right? So when I say, let's talk now, y'all can be ready, right? Raise your mug, we can toast, and we can get it in. Speaking of getting it in, I'm getting in some ginger tea this morning. So it's delicious. Um, You know what? I think I probably should have, like, a mug warmer. Is there such a thing as a mug warmer where you could, um, I could sit my mug down, or, or somehow I can keep my beverage hot. I wonder if that exists. I have to get on Amazon today and, and find out because that would be a, a great gift, right? Beverage warmer. Ooh, sounds nice. All right, so our show today, Black Art Matters. Black Art Matters. Black Art Matters. Here's what I want to share with you all about uh, black art. Art, right? Art is a diverse range of human activities involving the creation of visual, auditory, or performing artifacts, which express the creator's imagination, conceptual ideas, or technical skills intended to be appreciated primarily for their beauty or emotional power. Art is something we do, a verb. Art is an expression of our thoughts, emotions, intuitions, and desires, but it is even more personal than that. It's about sharing the way we experience the world, which for many is an extension of personality. It is a communication of intimate concepts that cannot be faithfully portrayed by words alone. And because words alone are not enough, we must find some other vehicle to carry our intent. But that content that we can steal on or in our chosen media, it's not in itself the art. Art is to be found 
in how the media is used, the way in which the content is expressed. It is not about prettiness. It holds its own beauty. Beauty is rather a measure of effect, a measure of emotion. In the context of art, beauty is the gauge of successful communication between participants, the conveyance of a concept between the artist and the perceiver. Beautiful art is successful in portraying the artist's most profound intended emotions, the desired concepts, whether they be pretty and bright or dark and sinister. It is the art. So beauty in art is eternally subjective. It is for you to measure and imagine. 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 Imagine a 17-year-old female student being challenged with a task or assignment in high school, and that challenge produces something in her that she didn't even know existed. We're going to find out more about her in a quick, quick minute. We're going to run our ads real quick, and then we're going to come right back and meet our guest in the cafe. We'll be right back. In the cafe with me today is um, an amazing uh, young woman, and I want y'all to support um, this this one this young woman and listen to her and hear her. She is from a generation, right? Generation Z is is where she's from because of her age, and she's right here in the Atlanta area. So I'm going to welcome and introduce to you all, little Miss Tiffany, little Miss Tiffany Graham. Good morning, Tiffany. How are you, dear? Good morning. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for joining me in the cafe, and thank you for my T-shirt. I love it. You're welcome. <laughs> all right. As I said earlier, you all, Tiffany is 17 years old, so therefore um, I have her parent in the wing. You know, I'm abiding by the by, by the laws, and um, and and since she is. Um, a little bit um, under the age. I have her dad here. So we also want to welcome um, Terry Graham to the cafe. Good morning, Terry. How are you? Good morning, Soy. It is great to be here. Um, uh, we're privileged and honored to be on the show and uh, to be able to share uh, with your audience uh, what we do. So we're definitely blessed to be here. All right. Awesome, awesome. Just like a dad, he's going to protect his little princess. I, I-, I love that. I love that, but 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 you won't have to raise your voice. Um, I think I think we're gonna be good, but I love the protection. So Tiffany, I have no been doubt. um, no doubt. Okay, Dad. So Tiffany, I've been um, 
looking at, at your artwork and I've been admiring what what you've done and, and I can't wait for you to share um how this all came about. Um but before we do that, let, let's share with the audience just, just who you are. Who who is Tiffany Graham? Where where do you live? Um how many siblings do do you have? And tell us a little bit about your hobbies outside of your artwork. Okay, so I'm seventeen. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, I'm a senior. I'll be going to SCAD next year, art school. I have one older brother. Um, and other things I'm really interested in is when I was younger, I really, really, really wanted to be a doctor. But science and math are not for me. But I still really love it. I do this I do this thing in, in school called SWAT, and it's like where you can be um, a student athletic trainer. And last year I did the winter season, and I was the head athletic trainer that season. So, yeah, I love all things medicine, even though I'll never do it. Um, love music, <laughs> love art. But, yeah, I really just love painting and medicine. Oh, I think that's a, that's a beautiful time of the um, of your life where you can um, play and, 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 and sample different things. And that's why I think it's good for students to um, to do all kinds of things. And, and parents, we really shouldn't listen to our kids when it's like, well, I don't want to do that, I don't want to do that. Try it one time because – you never know um, what that experience may may be or what may wake up something in a child. So I, I really am a fan of having them to just try a number of things just to see what they like and, 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 and what they don't like. So kudos, kudos to you um, for, for doing that. So, so, so tell us, um, when was the first time you picked up a paintbrush? I think I was about six or five years old. I asked my parents over and over. I wanted this little paint set so bad, and I would paint all sorts of stuff, and i just leave them around the house. I loved it so much. It was terrible, but I just loved it. And, and, and Dad, what did you think about her art at that time at five years old? Was it just like any other kid just drawing and, you know, putting your hand on a sheet of paper and, and, and drawing the pencil around it or sticking your hand in paint and slapping it? you know, on a piece of construction paper, and we date it. It's like, ah, oh, my baby did this. So was it the normal kinds of paint projects like that, or did you see something in her at that time? It started off normal, um, and then there would be some pieces uh, that we would actually um, be really good and we would frame, and then there's some pieces she just wanted frame as she got older. So uh, we were talking about that the other day. We used to go to a store and get them framed, little simple frames, nothing major, but they were nice little frames. And her art, her room was filled with her art, uh, so that was pretty cool. Um, and I, I, we forgot about it until we were having a conversation and realized, like, wow, <laughs> we were framing your art at a young age. Well, I, I think you should share. I would like to see that. You know, we don't have to put it out there, but I would love to see some of her, her, her pieces because uh, I, I may be sleeping on one of my children because, you know, we, we think all of the art our kids do is just amazing. So I need I need to compare Tiffany's work with, with um, Jasmine and Courtney's work to see if they are. Um, Courtney probably got no drawing talent, but, um, <laughs> but Jasmine may have some skills. So I'd be interested to see that. For real, I'm serious about that. Okay. No problem. Really <laughs> okay. So okay. So at five, she's drawing. Um, she's she's framing art. She's drawing. She's having a good time. 
when when did you see something different in yourself, Tiffany, in um, terms I of your think, artwork? I think junior year, because I took I took art for the first time um, when I was a freshman, but it was really only because like you know you got to take extracurricular, and I was switching classes and stuff, and so I was really just doing like there were like homework assignments. You know, I loved it, but it was just homework assignments. And then, um, like, my school, I go to a private school. It's predominantly white, and, you know, they don't like to talk about, you know, the hard stuff, you know, very, like, type A. And, like, especially, like, with race, we had a lot of issues with that, and nobody ever wanted to talk about it. So junior year, I decided to make my concentration combating that because I was like, well, if we're not going to talk about it, I'm going to paint about it, and then you're going to ask me what it means, and then we're going to have to talk about it. And so um, I think that's when it started to change because I really was painting, you know, my thoughts, my feelings, and it was really, like, my passion um, started to, like, come out then. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Look at the little rebel in her. Did you get that from your dad or your mom? Where did you get that from? They're, they're not going to talk oh, my about, dad, it. Very much. about it. <laughs> my dad, very much so, very much so. You know, I, I was having a conversation with um, the wife of an artist um, earlier this week, um, trying to prep myself about some content um, for the show, and she shared to me that uh, that art is not something you do; it's, it's it's something you feel, and if you're not feeling it, it's, it's hard to do it. And, and you know what? And I thought about what she said; it, it pierced my soul when she said that. But then when I started thinking about people who draw, and 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 people who sing, and people who create music. They do it from a place of passion. They feel something. And, and the deeper the emotion is, it seems like the greater the work, at least according to Denmark. You know, some, some people who write and sing songs and say, you know, it was my best performance when I was singing about heartache and I had just went through a heartbreak. Or I was singing about joy and, and, and love and I had just gotten married or something like that. So it's usually the passion behind their real-life experiences that pushed them through these amazing uh, projects. So um, good, good, good. That, that's good stuff. So you, um, so she's at a predominantly um, white, white school, and, and she's an African-American child. What, what's that like for you to be in that kind of environment? Um, uh, how do I explain it? It's just very, there's nothing wrong with it, but it was just, you know, like me and the other like black kids in my class, we always stuck close together. And like, as we grew up and we realized that, you know, we were different than the people that were around us, we realized there were issues in the world and there were issues like with the people around us. But the thing was, nobody wanted to talk about it because, you know, you know, they can't, you know, resonate with those ideas and, you know, the things that we can. So it was almost like, I don't want to say silence, but, like, it definitely was pushed to the side. So I have to say, when I got, you know, to high school, I was like, I'm ready to talk. Like, we've been ignoring it all these years. And, you know, because you want to, like, fix it. You want to let it out. And me and my friends, we always, like, felt so, like, closed off and, like, we had to hide who we were and, like, not talk about, you know, the real issues. So, yeah. That's, um, I, I, I admire you for um, being brave, uh, brave enough to, to share that um, with, with me on the air. And I really admire you for standing up, you know, in your social settings to, to be heard, 
you know, to be heard, to, to show that you are just as important as, as the other students uh, in, in your school. How, have, how has your parents um, prepared you for that? Did you talk to them about what you were experiencing in school? Oh, yes, they knew all about it. You know, they took, you know, their many trips down to the school to talk about everything. And I don't know, it just, I feel like it was just kind of an ongoing kind of like battle we've had over the years because I've been going to school my whole life for 13 years since kindergarten. So it was always just kind of a thing that was there. And I don't know, yeah. Did you ever want to leave and go to like an all-black school? Oh, my gosh, yes. I wanted to so bad. But I felt like I wasn't, like, prepared. I didn't have, like, what it took. But, no, yeah. I wanted to go to – um, I was looking at all HBCUs at first, too, at the college search. But then I, um, when I started getting into art, I couldn't stop thinking about SCAD, so I went there. But, no, yes, for sure, definitely. So you, you said that you, you did want to go to uh, All Black School, but you didn't think that you were prepared. What do you mean by that? Like, um, you know, I was only around other white kids. So, you know, like all the jokes growing up, like, oh, you sound white. I'm like, yeah, 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 whatever. So, like, I I just wasn't prepared. And, you know, I didn't know, like, would they accept me? Would they not? Because I've been in situations where, you know, you know, the quote-unquote real black kids and real black people, you know, they didn't want to be around me because they felt like I wasn't one of them. So, I know it's a hard, it's kind of a hard place to be in because it's kind of like where do I fit in and where can I kind of go from here? So you kind of just had, I kind of had to stay where I was and uh, make it work. And, and, and how do you feel now? I'm so glad I got over all that insecurity now. I'm so, like, I really am proud and confident of who I've become and who I am, you know. How I talk, whatever, um, I love it. And I definitely... I'm, like, so much more confident, so much better now. But, yeah, it took a lot of growing, a lot of years to get here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you sound very you sound very mature. It does take a lot of growing. It, it does take a lot of maturing, and it does take a lot of education. Um, and I'm going to come right back to you on that because I want to get your dad's feedback on on how he felt Um you know, just hearing what she said and seeing what she went through and knowing that you were her parent and you made decisions to put her in certain environments because you thought it was better for her. Why, why, did, you, why did you and your wife choose this school to, to place her in? And how do you feel about that decision? Well, we chose the school because it was a Christian school, and that was the big thing um, in praying about that we wanted her in a Christian environment. And we're like, okay. And then when we moved, uh, it was so fortunate. It was right it was right around the corner from where we moved in that house. So it was like, you know what? This is God. And so we just stuck with that. And her elementary school years were great. They were great uh, for the most part. Um, great. Just, they were great. It was more middle school, high school where things changed. And um, there I've had some conversations and had to go to the school. Matter of fact, I went to the school last year and had my final conversation with them um, to to let them know how I felt about a particular issue that came up dealing with race and laid out a presentation for them the whole night. I'm, and you understand I'm the rebel, so I'm going to hit them in the head. <laughs> and um, 
So that's what I did. They know you're getting hit in the head if I come up there. But it's like, all right, he's coming back up here again. I said, look, this will probably be the last time I hit y'all in the head. So let me hit y'all real good, and then I'm going to move on. And uh, if I can help you, let me know. If I can't, this is our last year. So um, what I there were times I was like, mm, should move her, and then times I was like, you know what, I think – it's best for her to stay. She has some good close friends there, uh, both black and white. And uh, and I think she matured in that environment, and it prepared her for what, especially what we see now in in the world mm-hmm. from, you know, especially the last four years of um, life in the United States. So that really helped her more uh, long term. And I was the one that imparting um, you know, different things from um, from history, having to watch movies, having to, you know, read about different things and talking about different things from a black history standpoint, from the positive mm-hmm. and the negative. I see. I see. You know, I, um, I, I think that um, just listening to you and just going back to when you said that, um, you know, you wanted her, you all wanted her in a Christian school, and um, with the convenience and everything that played out, and that was becoming the choice. How you saw God um, assisting you with, with that direction, and it's funny how um, we are put in, in in places that you know we all have a purpose. And and what if what if you know it was designed for her to go there because in order for that school to change. And to accept black people and be more understanding to our culture and, and our way of life, you would have needed someone with that kind of um, disposition and be able to speak to them to get them to see the area they ways to change. I mean, when, when we look at, we think about Black History Month, where we're talking about um, all of our black leaders and um, and and what they've done and how they stood up and and the fights that they had to endure to uh, make change. So that that could have ideally been the road for for you both to take um, for that school to um, accept um, black people and to really see us. Tiffany said that they were they were not talking about um, black history, so she drew artwork. So Tiffany, let's bring Tiffany back up and let's let's hear from her about the assignment that your art teacher gave you and and what you produced from, from that assignment. And for those who are watching, we're going to show you her website, too, so you can see some of her work. So, Tiffany, share that with us. Okay, so um, every year in AP, this is my first AP class, junior year, um, you pick a concentration, and so the whole year you make pieces every week that are based on the um, concentration of your choice. So that year I chose, I wanted to make artwork that made uncomfortable topics beautiful, so hopefully you know, they'd be more approachable in people's minds. And, you know, when people saw it, you know, it sparked conversation. And so um, I first started with paintings, like, about kind of things I care a lot about. I did some on domestic violence, addiction, race, all of that. And um, I was just doing them um, for projects. But people would really, you know, ask me, like, what does this mean? You know, what are you trying to do? And I would tell them, and, like, it really did spark conversation, you know, Obviously not with everyone, but I was really like shocked. People were, like, like when they see it in that like way, they don't see it as like oh this harsh conversation where we're gonna be uncomfortable. It's like 
let me look at this piece of art and kind of analyze it and try to understand it. So I love that I was able to do that. I didn't know I could do that, so I love that. Mm. So when when looking at your your artwork, I saw that you started naming the pieces. Uh, And I want you all to go to her website, Tiffany Fine Arts, or the T-I-F-F-A-N-Y-S, Fine Arts, arts with the S on it, dot com, and check out her pieces. And so I love that how um, these Afrocentric pieces that that you've created – Tell me, which one is your favorite and why? Two favorites. I think my main, main favorite was the Beauty of Blackness. Um, I think that one was my favorite because I love all my pieces, but that was the first piece I did that wasn't, like, an art assignment. I really just, like, was feeling a ton of emotions, and I just painted it. That piece is actually based off the movie um, Queen and Slim, the, like, composition of it. Mm-hmm. And um, the meaning really just is, like, black is beautiful. I painted it when the Black Lives Matter movement really was, like, going off. So I got a lot of inspiration from that. And um, I just wanted to show that black is beautiful. And we're going to take over the world one day, and the world just needs to be ready for that. All right, then. Okay. Tiffany, have you ever um, have you ever been engaged in a piece of your work um, that made you emotional? It, like made you really emotional. Have you have you gotten there yet? That it either made you really sad, where you almost cried through it, or or made you really happy. Have you experienced that with one of your pieces yet? I think the one I experienced the most with is Brother Bless. That was actually the first one of like I guess the kind of series of them was, and because that one was. It was actually, I did it for an assignment, but then, like, literally a week later, um, a few weeks later, um, um, the George Floyd situation happened, and, you know, all of that started to go on, and I just felt so, like, I know, I just wanted people to see it. I, like, needed people to see it because, and that piece is about, like, the perception of black men in America today because, like, it's so, and, like, especially going to the school where you can kind of see what other races kind of think and, like, how they perceive kind of black people, like they're so like marginalized and they're put in these groups and these boxes and they're like, well, like all they're going to be is grow up and be, you know, deadbeat dads, you know, gangbangers, whatever. And that's just not true. Like black men can be anything and are being anything they want to be. And um, so, yeah, that, that one was really emotional to me because it was just a time where, the world was really struggling and black men were just not being treated the way they should have. And um, we're still going through that, but yeah. Brother Blessed. Y'all check that out. Brother Blessed. Brother Blessed is on, on our side. Um, Dad, what, what's your favorite piece? The you same two. Brother Blessed mm-hmm. and uh, Beauty of Blackness. Um. When and brother blessed that one, um, so I looked at him like, all right, that's interesting, that's interesting. And these are she bought two pieces that really jumped out at me, brother blessed and lady butterfly, and that's when we started the art business. And I said we can, and we just started with those two pieces, and then we, of course you built. But when I started looking at it and I saw myself in it, 
And it was just like, wow. Oh, and wow. the and it was just like, wow, I see and it this was like, wow, I see this is powerful. And then the more I paid attention to it, I understood it. And then she explained it to me, because we had to do a write-up on it. And uh, so she explained it to me, and I was like, wow, okay. And then, uh, which you can't, it's hard to see, but the thing that got me and why it's named Brother Bless is because she drew a tattoo, face tattoo, and had blessed. And I was sitting there just like, wow, I get it. So, And I started understanding the meaning of that piece more with the explanation, and I appreciated it more. Uh, so those two, same, the same two pieces, um, and the probably because we're more like, I poured into her for years, and uh, it, it, was, it was this long, it, she was probably like, I'm, I'm only a child. Why are you telling me all this black stuff? <laughs> But it was, I needed to pour because it was like I'm reading. I need to pour into you because you need to understand the different things and how race is going to affect your life and 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 just and then of course the world then gave us all types of lessons. Um, of course, Absolutely. the beauty of blackness. Yeah. That one because it just, it was one of those beautiful picture, and two it it just was so. Hard I mean, and, and not hard in a bad way, but just mm-hmm. like I'm black and I'm beautiful. That and then it just was like, yeah. got it. So those you know, two. You know, one one of the things I noticed and um in in, in the artwork that, that I've seen and and Tiffany, you can help explain this to me. It, it it's not just it, it it doesn't seem to be what it appears to be. It seems to be. Like there's different shades in 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 the artwork. Um, you look from different angles. You see different colors. So it, it's kind of like things aren't really what they may appear to be. How do you how do you describe that in art? And 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 is what I'm seeing actually what you are what you intend to portray? That actually is exactly what I was trying to do because you know with the topics that I would paint about, they're really hard. So I needed something bright. Because when you look at it, it's, like, really colorful. There's a bunch of stuff happening. And you're like, oh, that's cool. But then when, like, you actually might read it or might tell you what it is, you're like, wow, that's, like, really deep. So I wanted – I don't want it to look like how hard it is. So in art, it's kind of – I would describe it as, like, more of a more semi-realistic kind of pop art. Because it is really bright. There's lots of neons and stuff. And so, yeah, that's exactly what I was trying to do. Oh, so listen, so that was a success. All right. So I wanted yeah. to that as experience. And, and Art was able to understand. I'm proud of myself. I'm proud yeah. of myself. And I'm so proud. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you, and I've, I have enjoyed having you in, in, in the cafe. And before we, we close out the show, um, Tiffany, what what do you want people to to know and remember about you and your artwork? I think above all else, I want them to remember the meaning or remember how they felt about it. I want my art to spark, you know, thoughts, emotions, because my heart is really in all these pieces. You know, my thoughts are in it. My my opinions, you know, my emotions. So when 
someone likes it, or even when they're like, oh, I just love that color you use, it means so much to me because it's really my mind that are in these pieces. So I just want people, I really just want people to love it and be able to find themselves in it because then that means they're connecting with me, they're connecting with my emotions, my thoughts, and everything. So, yeah. Well, uh, I think that, um, I think you'll be very successful. I encourage you to keep going with it. You have a great support system with, with, with your parents um, supporting you. And, and as I've learned over the past week, and I'm sure you know that art, art is about how you feel. So um, keep putting it on paper, and, um, and we'll keep supporting you. So her website is, um, is posted, <clears throat> and she also sells products. Her website is Tiffany's Fine Arts, Tiffany's, S, Fine Arts with an S, dot com. She also has products that she um, sells as well. One of her shirts, Black Art Matters, I'm wearing it today, so thank you. Uh, thank you, thank you, and I'm showing my support. Uh, I, I'm going to put my best friend on, uh, on blast, uh, Kim Petaway. She is a art collector. She loves art, and I knew she would enjoy the show, and, and I'm sure that you will find that she will support um, one, one of your pieces. She's such a fan of black art. So. And she has her own thing that she does to help um, artists as well, so I'm sure she's going to re- reach out to you. Um, good morning, good morning, everyone. Um, before I say my farewells, let me just um, thank my guests for being here with me uh, in the cafe. I really appreciate you, and I'm wishing you well. Thank you, Terry, and thank you, Tiffany. Thank and you so thank much you for, having for having me. Thank you for having us. <laughs> All right, it's been awesome. All right, y'all, so if you want to check out some of Tiffany's artwork and support her with um, purchasing a piece of her art, she has some amazing things on her website. You can check those things out there, T-shirts, phone covers, and all that. Do check those things out. Now, for all of you who are entrepreneurs, you know, you know, you know, I am being challenged and challenging you all to join the grind, the grind, the grind. We are working, working, working tirelessly on the back end to um, produce and prevent a support system for entrepreneurs. So if you are struggling with anything, um, in terms of um, looking at mapping out how to take your business to the next level, I encourage you to um, sign up for the grind. Um, get in now, get in now. Um, sign up to get information. You can go to the website, coffeetalkwithsoy.com, and visit the Contact Soy um, form and, and put in there that you're interested in getting more information um, about the grind, which is going to be our entrepreneur resource tool and that it's going to be an amazing group of people. So don't don't miss out, you know. Don't don't miss your blessing. Don't miss your blessing. And also, don't forget to visit the uh, website to solicit. Um, to, well, to it's free advertisement, you all. You have a, it's a business card there. It's free for you to use and advertise um, your business here. So go to the um, website and put in your name, information, and the contact contact story form is where all of that goes down, if you want to sign up for the grind or you want to be listed in a business directory or you may want to be a guest on the show. That is how you go about making that happen. So don't forget to do that. Subscribe to the channels and share this information with with other people. You know, each one teach one, each one reach one, and this is how we grow with a community such as this. So thank you for hanging out uh, with me uh, today. I encourage you to keep sipping 
on something hot <laughs> and share those recipes with, with me, with me y'all. I'm always looking for new recipes, and I'm also looking for a coffee sponsor, so that should be coming up soon. But um, listen, y'all, I want y'all to go out there and be great. Make something happen w- with your life, you know. Don't don't wait for something to happen, okay? Don't wait for something to happen. Get out there and work on something to happen, okay? Don't wait on it. Work on it and make it happen. And y'all have a great, great week. Thanks for hanging out here with me in the cafe. And until next Saturday, y'all go be great because you are awesome. So it's said so. Love you. We're out. Hey, can you hear me?